0: Welcome to From the Field episode number 16. On this episode, we finish our four part series on the topic of what to do when you're feeling fried. Welcome to From the Field. If this is your first time joining us, my name is Ryan Hughley. I'm lead pastor of Ridgeline Church in Salt Lake City and the founder of Telio, a care and formation ministry for pastors. My
1: name is Tyler Dravitz. I serve as the executive pastor of Village Line Church, and I'm also the president of MyXP. It's a ministry of providing remote executive pastor support to churches around the country. And if this is your first time joining
0: us uh, on From the Field, it's a podcast for pastors and ministry leaders where Tyler and I do our best to have honest conversations every week about both the highs and lows of pastoral ministry. Uh, Today, we're going to be finishing a series that we've called What to Do When You're Feeling Fried. As we all know, 2020 has been a brutal year on more fronts than I can even count at this point and it's taken a very unique toll on pastors. And so as a result, many of us are feeling fried or burned out. So the question that we've been wrestling with over the past months is what do we do with that? What are we, what are we supposed to do when we're feeling fried?
1: Now in the past several weeks, we've hit on a variety of ways in which we can deal with those times when we are feeling fried, and especially as we're all feeling weary walking through this current season. We've hit on the importance of spending time with Jesus, the desperate need we all have to uh, take some time off, and last week we spent some time discussing how to draw others into how we're genuinely doing.
0: And today we're going to talk about the importance of staying inspired. I was thinking about it this week, and when we are feeling fried, we forget that we actually do love what we do. There was a point in time when we all loved being ministry leaders and loved being pastors, and you might be at a point right now where you're not loving it anymore. And that is honestly oftentimes the result of burnout or being fried. So when we get fried, we forget that we love what we do. And when we forget that we love what we do, we want to quit. And so what we need is to stay inspired by remembering why we love what we do. So today we're going to talk about the importance of staying inspired. And Tyler and I were talking about this week, and you read something to me the other day that I thought was super helpful on that front. So why don't you go ahead and read that again and share with us your thought on this topic.
1: Yeah, I mean, first of all before I jump into that, I think even as you talked about, um earlier, just like, uh, remembering that we love what we do. I think it's very interesting. I read an article recently where Tim Cook, um, gave kind of a keynote address on some sort of web-based thing, of course. And, uh, for a long time, there was this adage that like, love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes people forget that like, sometimes it's, it's just work. His, mm-hmm. his whole thing was that that's just total garbage. I yeah. think he used some more choice language for it. Yeah. Uh, but I think even, uh, the, I worked for Starbucks for a number of years and they had a whole, a uh, recruiting campaign that was love what you'll do and you'll never work a day in your life. And I got to tell you, I worked at Starbucks and I worked my tail off yeah. each and every day. And so you did love it. Yeah. And I did love it, but you're still working. Yep. You, you know, I, I feel like if anyone had showed up and offered to make me independently wealthy, I would have like dropped my apron and like peaced out. No, so no, that- no. I'm just, I'm so <laughs> in love with making lattes <laughs> that I'm going to pass. Right. Uh, because the truth is we're working for, uh, to live basically. Right. And so, uh, uh, yeah, so as we were talking about this and and just kind of reviewing this topic, uh, a verse came to mind that I think is a verse that's been a verse of, uh, you know, youth conferences and mm-hmm. different things that I've uh, seen throughout my life. But it's 2 Timothy one six, uh, and it, here he says, uh, "This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you." And mm-hmm. when I think about that idea of fanning into flames, I think about uh, the reality that um, there are times. You know, you think about going camping, mm-hmm. and there are going to be times when you build that campfire to begin with, and it's roaring, and you've put some uh, some fuel on it, and you've got the good kindling and all of that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And it, I mean, everyone has to take a step back because it is uh, so hot and so overbearing that you're, you know, I, I even know sometimes I'll sit with my feet on the fire and I feel like it's starting to melt my sandals and you just know like you've got a good fire. Yeah. But no matter how hard you try, mm-hmm. at some point, uh, that fire is going to start to die down. Maybe uh, maybe uh, you weren't attending to it immediately for every moment. Maybe you had to step away for whatever reason, but regardless, it's going to start to die down, yep. and pretty soon, the only thing you have left are those little embers at the bottom, and you look at it, and I think a lot of times, uh, you can look at those types of fires, and you feel like, you know what? The fire's burnt out. Might as well go to bed. Might as well whatever. Uh, might as well even leave it, and often and Oftentimes, uh, there'll even be signs up around the campsite saying Mm -hmm. that you should never leave active embers because it doesn't take a ton Mm -hmm. to be able to fan that fire back into the flames. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take a lot to be able to, uh, you know, maybe blow on it gently, put some more kindling down there. And pretty soon, that fire that seemed like it was dead... Mm -hmm. is now back alive and and doing exactly what you need it to do, and I think that that's such a great uh, illustration or idea as we're thinking about this topic today, is that there's going to be times, whether it's something we love, uh, whether it's something that we're passionate about, whether it's something that we know that God's called us to, that we really need to be able to fan that back into flame. Like mm-hmm. it just it's hard to keep that fire going for everything we do every day, day in and day out, and then we're gonna go through those seasons where we have to figure out, but it's not. You can't just fan it back into flames however you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same thing's true with the fire. You have to be very careful. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not, if you're not careful, you can blow it out. Mm-hmm. If you're not careful, if you dump water on it, it's obviously done. You have to get some kindling. You have to be uh, gentle with it to begin with, and uh, and sort of bring it back to life that way.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I love that verse too because it's Paul, a pastor, writing to Timothy, another pastor, and I think one of. I mean, we could talk all day about what the actual spiritual gift is, whether it was teaching or whatever, but I I think... It's not that far of an application to also just think that like, and the ministry that we do, that we're all gifted, that we're all uh, uh, called to is a gift that God's given us. And so the big idea for today, for this uh, last installment of this series is a flame that isn't fanned eventually goes out, which is exactly what you've been saying. So the question is, how exactly do we do that? To your point, it does take care and intentionality. So how do we stay inspired in a way that helps us remember why we love what we do. And so we've got uh, four things again, I think, which is four tends to be the number that we keep landing Mm -hmm. on for some reason. I thought
1: you always liked odd numbers though.
0: I used to, I'm kind of, I'm over it. it? experimenting with evens, (laughs) seeing how I'm trying it on, seeing how it feels. (laughs) So uh, why don't you (sighs) kick us off with the first one?
1: Number one is to remember your why. Uh, I think that this is such an important thing. um, and, uh, And of course, to serve the Lord faithfully. And to uh, be a good Christian, and to all of those kind of things, but I think that sometimes uh, there are so many of those types of things in the Christian life that are sort of like a T-ball answer that we don't really we don't really take time to flush them out for ourselves. What does that look like for us? What does it look like for us to uh, be driven? Uh, because the truth is, we can be you can be a faithful Christian and you can like pick up people's garage, on, uh, garage, their mm-hmm. garbage on mm-hmm. <laughs> their garage. I don't know if they'd like that, but yeah. you could pick up their garbage on Monday morning. That's true. That's true. So that's a thing. You could yeah. do that. Um, you could, uh, you could, you know, bake pastries, you could do as we've talked about, you could make lattes, whatever it is. I don't believe that I'm a more faithful Christian now because I'm a pastor than right. when I made lattes. And so, uh, you have to figure out what is it that drives you to do the ministry that you do and, and thinking through what is it that God's called you to, whether it be uh, providing for your family, whether it be uh, serving him faithfully in your local church. Is there a certain uh, people group that he's called you to, whether that be an international missions or even your local neighborhood, mm-hmm. uh, all of those kind of things. What is it that actually drives you to do what you do? Because I think sometimes we can get so caught up in some of the politics of ministry. We can get so caught up in all the meetings and all the parts that are not great that you you genuinely Do forget your why. I know for myself personally, uh, that's always been a great reset. Anytime I feel like, what is the point of this? Those Mm -hmm. days when I feel like it's hard to get out of bed, those days when I feel like I just can't quite do it anymore, it's really helpful to be grounded in um, like what. Specific uh, unique call has God placed on my life to mm-hmm. do what I do? Yeah. And it's not just to serve Him, but mm-hmm. uh, I think that He has given us each a unique uh, call and a unique gifting. And how are we utilizing that?
0: Yeah, I think going back, like thinking back to. So we're we're not talking about like you you hopefully you're not fried before you're getting into ministry like that comes after sure. the fact. <laughs> yeah. So so all of us who are listening my assumption is that we are already in ministry. Mm-hmm. And so I think one thing that's really helpful is thinking back to before it became a vocation for you mm. or but but you aspired to that. Yeah. And and what is it in the first place that drew you to this task totally. that God's called us to, because typically those things are very, very deep drivers and oftentimes mm. they also don't change. Like I always have this memory of when I was, I did not have the, uh, the same luxurious career with Starbucks that you did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I was just a barista, but uh, I, weren't
1: you an assistant manager at one point.
0: Yeah, but I wasn't like, oh, yeah, God. I mean, not, not to disparage that, but <laughs> it wasn't my dream job. Sure, sure. But I remember enough. this distinct, this one day where I was driving to Starbucks for an open, so it was like before God was awake. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember driving down the road, and I had this, I'd had this burning desire for ministry in the local church to mm. be my vocation for a long time. And I remember this real deep sense of despair that I was feeling in, as I was just thinking like, when is this going to happen? I want to be able to serve Jesus in the ways that he's gifted me, like as my vocation, that's what I feel called to. And when I think back on, The feeling of how much I wanted to do that and why I wanted to do that job, that is a very powerful motivator emotionally to reconnect to why I got into this in the first place. And um, so I think even a good exercise would be to sit down and and to make a list of all of the things that you do love about Mm -hmm. ministry, why you do this in the first place, as we really work to remember the why that drove us into this in the first place. So that's Mm -hmm. point number one. The second one is to prioritize the tasks that make you tick. Uh, Mm. We all have things, excuse me, that we don't love. I don't care what your job is, how spiritual it is. I don't care if you work for Disney. Everybody Mm -hmm. has parts of their job that are not awesome. And one of the great things about ministry is that we tend to have, while it can be very difficult and draining and all of those things, we tend to have a pretty high level of control over our schedules and over what we do and how we do it. Mm. And so I think I think if you're in one of those seasons where you're feeling really drained, that, that would not be the season to really dive into all of the projects and things that you don't naturally love about your job. Mm. If you have the ability to put some of those tasks on, on the back burner for a season, of time and to really give yourself to parts of the job that you love. Like for me, preaching is my favorite thing that I do. So whether it's study or the preparation or writing or whatever part, like find a part and really choose to intentionally uh, wire more of your time and schedule right now around those things that you actually really enjoy doing. Are Are there parts of your job that you enjoy doing?
1: Are there parts of my job There's no
0: I parts of your job that appeal to me in any way.
1: <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of things uh, that I enjoy doing. Here's a great example. So um, uh, this past week, I... Um, uh, the uh, company that we use that we've talked about a lot, Planning Center, Mm -hmm. they uh, came out with kind of uh, the ability uh, that's super uh, inexpensive uh, for your church to basically kind of have its own app, Mm -hmm. which I've never been a huge fan of that. One, because it's so expensive. Two, because it's very difficult to edit. And three, because it's just not super necessary. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the integration into the database and those types of things on their app is really, really great. Mm -hmm. And um, I love, I think probably the favorite part I have of my Mm -hmm. job is like solving a new problem. yeah. And so uh, I really lost most of the day to just like understanding <laughs> yeah. how this worked and why it worked. I think especially uh, not only, uh, of course, my initial uh, approach was to do it for Ridgeline. Ridgeline's always like the beta environment mm-hmm. to be able to like give it a whirl. But then through my XP, the other churches we support, I just get so excited about how this is gonna bless other churches and how it's gonna make things like giving and registrations and all of those t- things uh, once we're back to children's ministry, check-ins, all of that kind of stuff is going to be so much easier for people who call your church home. I think uh, it's not necessarily, I don't think an app is a great solve for brand new people in your church, mm-hmm. but it's a great thing. And I even sent it out to several people that do call our church home. And that was the resounding feedback was, wow, uh, for those of us who come to Ridgeline, this is going to be so much better. And I love that idea of making, removing those roadblocks, however small they might be, however uh, obtuse they might be, whatever the case might be, how do we do that? And so, uh, even this week and, and, you know, it it was just kind of a dry week there. It wasn't like the most spectacular week I ever had. I Mm -hmm. really loved like working on the excitement of, of working on that. And so, so finding those types of things and coming up with them, because there's also going to be on the other end, um, you know, there's going to be things that you have to do, mm-hmm. and so this week, for example, yesterday, we're we're moving to being able to uh, pre-record some stuff mm-hmm. and put it on the internet and all of that. And somehow, I had decided that because we have this board that's run with an iPad, that with like a plug and play option, I could turn it into a recording studio and have like individual feeds coming through all, and all of this it was, stuff. It was by... not a plug plug and plug and play. Well, it wasn't. No, it, it was. Not. It was a pretty stressful. Yeah. I dinked with it, it for was two hours close to two hours. Of you
0: sweating and yeah. being just frustrated. <laughs> oh, and
1: and everyone just kind of knew. And yeah. I mean, if I were a cartoon character, Steam would have been coming up. Yeah. And, and that does like really empty the empty the bucket. Yep. And so I think that that's a great example of. Um, that's a doorbell. That yeah yeah, yeah if you're agree. hearing that it's yeah. the doorbell it's here it's DoorDash I, I'm really yeah we got but we got healthy meals we did. so that's good yeah. I did no, let's we'll see if it's good you, well, yeah <laughs> yeah probably not <laughs> also um, I just want
0: to say the fact that you're not getting paid by Planning Center is a crime oh well, I think so too and if the average Christian could learn to talk about Jesus the way you talk <laughs> about Planning Center. There would be more Christians in the world. Okay.
1: That's good to know. You're a
0: great, you're a great planning center evangelist. Well,
1: I am, you know, and oddly enough, one time I sent an email to the CEO of planning center, um, just to like say, I appreciate your product, this and that. And, uh, you know, look at, I've brought all these churches over and the response I got was thanks a lot, man. (laughs) And that was it. So, uh, for anyone who wonders if I have a divided interest, there's nothing coming my way. That's right. And I think they find me even a little annoying. So yeah. All right.
0: That's number two. Prioritize the task. That make you tick. Tell us about number
1: three. So spend time with people who fill your tank. So here's the deal, man. Fill. fill,
0: not feel your tank.
1: What did I say? Feel? You said feel your tank, okay. and that
0: could be kind of all right. That could go
1: weird. So spend time with people who fill your, your tank. tank. Well done. Um, and and here's the truth: we are in ministry because we love people mm-hmm. because God's called us to serve people. And I just got to love with you. Some people kind of suck. Mm -hmm. They just aren't the greatest. Mm -hmm. And regardless of how amazing your church is and all of those kind of things, there are going to be some of those people. The way I always think about it is like back in grade school when you like got your lunch and you had those like really long tables and you could basically sit anywhere at your table. Mm -hmm. There were people that you like naturally wanted to sit by. And there's other people you didn't even necessarily know them, but you were prefer to be as far away from them on the table as yeah. possible. Those people, um, you know, may call your church home and God yeah. may, uh,
0: everyone has someone in their church that is just draining. Absolutely, um, and that is okay. Some people are, and, and the, and draining people are welcome in the church as well. But yeah, some people are more draining than others. There's just no way
1: around that. Right. Absolutely. And I think that uh, right now, so, and, and oftentimes some of those draining people really want to meet with you. Yeah. And it's time to let them know that your calendar is full for right now. Yeah. And when you are feeling fried, when you are feeling, uh, At the end, when you're feeling like your bucket is totally empty, I I know some pastors that like, they're kind of uh, like, it's almost like a glutton for punishment or Mm -hmm. something like that. You, you are, you just decide, you know what, let's just like, let's just load it all in and get it all over with. And you are so depleted and so discouraged at the end of it that you may quit just because of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It wasn't a COVID cough oh, okay I just Oh, yeah, okay. I just want to be just a regular just cough. Just a regular... You
0: know, I was thinking uh, as you were talking about that, that there might be some that would push back or have this check where they're like, well, it sounds like you're talking about showing favoritism. Mm-hmm. And then James, we're told yeah. not to show favoritism. And I think my response to that would be, that favoritism is less of a feeling and Mm -hmm. it's more of a behavior. Mm -hmm. And there's no way around the fact that there are just certain people you are going to be more naturally drawn to than others. Absolutely. There's a couple in our church, the Mewborns. Yeah. I love, I have lunch with them usually like once a month. It usually lasts like an hour and a half to two hours every single time. I love to spend time with them. And it's life giving to me, they're encouraging to me. I know that the conversation is gonna be uh, compelling and enjoyable. Mm When we have and so, I really, really look forward to that just sure. naturally. I don't have to try. And then there are other meetings that are like very counseling heavy or mm-hmm. that are much more uh, emotionally draining. And sure. I just honestly, I don't like wake up super pumped about right. that. Now it doesn't mean that I never take those meetings totally. or anything. I think you'd be showing favoritism if you only met with people in your church that you are naturally drawn to. But I think it's not showing favoritism to have people in your church that you really do love and that you really do like love spending time with and being around because it does fill your tank and to prioritize that in really dry seasons. I just don't think that's favoritism.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that there's inevitably going to be these times and seasons when, um, it's, it's okay to not just stack yeah. those those people that are more difficult.
0: Yeah. So the last thing uh, that we're going to talk about is uh, consuming what inspires you. I think there are certain things. So we have an example. There was a couple weeks ago, <clears throat> um I was driving back from somewhere and uh, I saw like the fourth person over the course of a week recommend Shane and Shane's new worship album. Mm. I think it's called Vintage. Yeah. It's like I 10 don't know what it's
1: called, 10 songs. It's,
0: it's so good. It's acoustic <laughs> 10 redone songs that are all the songs that are like the reason I fell in love with Jesus in the first place. We're talking breathe. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. what else is on there? Uh, Well, I'll tell you, Even lift your name or uh, Lord. We lift your name on high. Yeah. That's on there. Mm -hmm. And even that's good.
1: Oh yeah. And I got to tell you the, like my all time favorite worship song is on there. Uh, and it's it's not like the most well known one. It's called "Knowing You, Jesus." Uh-huh. Uh, sometimes in some circles, it's called "All I Once Held Dear." Mm-hmm. I don't know how to play the piano, mm-hmm. and I spent countless hours at this camp I worked at teaching myself how to play that song so I could sing <laughs> it whenever that one. I wanted. Yeah. that's the only that's, that's the awesome. only song I know how to play. <laughs> yeah, but I love and they did it so well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think it's it's like, it's what inspires you. And it's also, I mean, another way to talk about the same thing with different language would be, what is it that stirs your affections for God? Yeah. It'd be like traditional yeah, language. Great. Or what is it that stirs your affections for the work that we get called to do. Totally. And uh, I know that there are books that do that for me. Like there's, if my prayer life is feeling dry, there are certain books that I can read that I know God uses to fan that flame again. And there is music that I can listen to. There are, uh, pastors that I, like sermons that I can listen sure. to. For me as a communicator, like reading books about writing and communication, I find all of that to be very inspiring again. sure. And so I just think it's important to know yourself well enough to know what are the things that stir my affection for God, for others and for the job that he's called us all to.
1: Sure. Well, and even as we talked about, like, you know, there are some of those just like with the songs that have been instrumental, sometimes there are books sure. that are instrumental and in, like maybe it's time. <laughs> to reread a book that was really important to you at one point in your life. Maybe it's time to, um, you know, I mean, even for myself, I know we talked about last week and it has to do with taking time off. But, mm-hmm. uh, for me, like that opportunity to like go down to Orlando and go, uh, to Disney world was just a really great, uh, there's something about being there and something about all of that that does really stir my affection. It makes me so grateful to the Lord for the things that he's given me, mm-hmm. all of those kind of things. And I think that, Whatever it might be, uh, you have to find those things, whether they be a big thing like a trip like that mm-hmm. or a small thing yeah. like the Shane and Shane album, which everyone just has to listen yeah, to so right good. now. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. But,
0: but the point in all of this is that in any any flame that isn't fanned will eventually go out. And that includes like a literal flame like you've talked mm-hmm. about, which I just took my kids camping this week and we literally... Like saw that happen. And yeah. it take it's a lot of work. You don't stay on top of it, and yeah. that fire goes out quick. So the same thing's true in our calling and in the vocation that God's called us to. So we really want to work to do that. So our hope is that over the last four weeks, um, this series has been helpful and encouraging to you. Um, and in the meantime, that's it for this episode. Uh, and if you want to stay up to date on new episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast And then also follow from the field podcast on Instagram and like our Facebook page, which you can just find at facebook.com slash from the field podcast.
1: We'll be back next week with a new episode. So until then, we hope you have a great week and thanks for listening.